our authentic self through self-awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. Woo! Feeling good in the neighborhood. Alexander is here along with myself, Aaron Keith. Hello, everyone. It's been a wonderful week since last time I saw you. It's been uh, great weather and I've caught the bug. Not COVID, but uh, vinyl. Mm -hmm. So if anybody has been watching Alexander's videos or posts, on social media, uh, he has been really into vinyl probably, what, the last, like, six months or so? Yeah, very heavy. I've uh, reintroduced myself back to it and has just really enjoyed the process over the last six months, year or so, and and um, finally have rubbed off a little bit, and Aaron's taken his way in a direction, and we're actually experiencing it in two different directions. I'm more the vintage direction, and he's a little bit more of the modern-day approach yeah and i think in our in our past episode on uh, the difference between hearing and listening we got into a little more about how i think we talked about how you experience vinyl and just uh allowing being in the now and and experiencing listening on a whole new level and even going into any sense that we have on a whole new level just allowing and and experiencing and, and i think i feel like i can do that in in any sense, but it can get a little dangerous. Like when you invited me in, I was a little tentative because I know how I can get lost in something like that. And, and so it is a balance that I have to take with myself. Mm -hmm. I have to almost manage my, myself and my interests within that, with that, that very creative energy to not go down an avenue of just totally allowing it to consume me yes yes and of course we are talking about uh vinyl records and music really gotten into old vintage 1970s japanese specifically made i love my system that i've built and continuing to work on yeah as aaron was explaining i've i've been kind of touching on some of my sound journeys and different teachings sharing with people that i'm finding out that very few people just ever don't want to set up headphones and just close their eyes and sit back and listen to music. And that has caught me a little off guard, actually, because I've just done so much of that throughout my life. And I'm finding that most people use music for background. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but uh, one of the parts of this podcast is to help people realize that they're running almost everything in the background. They're running like automatons and not being truly present, as you just mentioned. And, you know, today's topic, we're going to talk about the five levels. And over the last couple of years, we've we've brought up the five levels many times, but we haven't actually allotted a whole episode to it. And the music is a good intro because that's exactly what I'm being encapsulated in now is truly consciously and in, in, in 
intentionally experiencing the music on those five levels and actually being able to and with headphones you can visit different instruments and they're positioned in different areas when you wear headphones uh preferably over earbuds but if you wear earbuds because the music is mixed in a way for you to to feel it or hear it in different uh spatial uh areas and so part of the the fun of it is for me is going to the different instruments and focusing on each instrument or the singer and then the other is totally going through the different five different levels of the physical the mental the emotional the energetic and the spiritual or religious levels creating a little bit of an exercise and music is a great way to exercise this uh, five level practice yeah thank you for introducing uh, the five levels if anybody hasn't heard us talk about them in the last few episodes or I, I think we've been talking about it for at least a year and it's been brought up in different situations but yeah we have never really introduced it fully and it was funny we were, <laughs> we were discussing that earlier and and we couldn't believe that we haven't. And yeah. we went back in our archive and there really isn't one that we can point to for people to go to if it's a new concept. And this actually is a pretty newer concept. It was not there when we first started uh, you know, doing the podcast. When I say it's not there, it was something that was not uh, formulated and and I don't know. Developed. How, yeah, yeah, developed is yeah. a great word. I don't know if you want to go more into how yes, it was developed. You know, it's been... Um, you know, part of my research from the beginning is understanding that we do have these different levels of density that are affected. Uh, some of the levels are affected more by color. Some are affected more by sound. Some are affected more by touch. And so when you begin to study energy and get interested in subtle energy, these different levels play a very, very uh, large role in our wellness and so that's why it became such a big part of the philosophy, the just philosophy now, is uh, what we call the five levels of overall wellness. And that if you have an injury, say you sprain your wrist, you know, most people just look at that as a physical issue. They just did a movement that they shouldn't have done. But there are five different levels of lessons in just that one so-called accident or that one injury and wrist many times is like emotionally connected to trying to hold life back there's something in your life that you're you're not approving of but you're allowing and uh you know i've found through my own practice that much of our discomfort and our pain really stems from the energetic and emotional levels more so possibly than even the physical and uh, we're not going to get too deep into that, but today is just more of an kind of introduction and a, of a way to look at different scenarios in your life, five different levels, and uh, how to optimally, you know, receive from every situation that you're in uh, throughout your day. I actually had a, quickly an experience in the past week with a coworker who was in our in our little chat area he was talking about how he just suddenly developed a really bad pain in the arch of his right foot and he didn't do anything physically to mess it up and he's been going to these doctors and nobody really knows why he has it and i was just thinking to myself you know there could be something there 
that maybe started on the emotional or another level that has finally made its way to the physical. Yes, and uh, and normally the physical is the most dense. So there has been a problem, you know, by the time it reaches the physical, it's been being developed on these other levels for possibly years sometimes. Uh, so this is why, you know, not just attending to the physical part, but working on these other levels. And this comes from a direct experience that I had, you know, going through the loss of my most in-depth relationship. When she passed, I went through five years of excruciating chest pain and irregular heartbeat. I went to cardiologists and they just didn't have any answers except to tell me that, you know, I passed the tests that they gave me, but I could step out of their office and have a heart attack and die and no one in their field knows why. And that was, you know, given to me by a cardiologist and it helped me to move forward to understand that if I was going to help myself with that issue, I was going to focus on the energetic and emotional part of it. And that uh, chest pain uh, wound up being, it took me five years to figure out through the grace of the divine that it was the emotion frustration. And then it took me approximately two more years to um, figure out or receive what to do about it. And so this was kind of the deeper levels of working on those five levels um, and having to accept that uh, many times we experience things as humans and go to doctors and they can't find anything through their tests and their machines. But that doesn't mean that there's not something going on. And I think it's finally time for people to wake up to these five levels and see them all as equally as important. And I think that emotional wellness and mental wellness and energetic wellness and spiritual or religious wellness is, you know, hot topics now. And it's a very, very deep part of this philosophy and the way we approach life. I think the more we go into this episode and the more expansive we get in other episodes around this subject, people will start to see how like how the system, when they just focus on the physical, it's like looking through a paper towel tube at our health. It's very limiting. And that doesn't mean that, uh, yeah, that's not what the person is seeing. But yes, to take that paper towel roll away and see how much larger, you know, the picture is, you know, I've worked with now tons of clients over a 14 year span and worked with many people that had been diagnosed with different things such as fibromyalgia and to see that it was really uh, for many of the clients I've worked with fibromyalgia was connected with just the resistance that they're creating in their life and they're not allowing flow or ease and people can get addicted to many things and one thing is energetic the way an environment feels so See, people will stay in a negative situation, home life, sometimes just because it's what they're used to. And the option to do something to better that isn't really an option because then they don't know what they would, they would actually miss the friction. So see, there's, there's addictions on all five of these levels. And some people are just addicted to emotionally how they feel. Once again, they're not looking for answers or they're not necessarily looking for even help. Some people are stuck in their story. And part of this is just uh, that 
being used to the energetic field or being used to the way of thinking of something. And the more and more that time goes by, I think people are waking up to see that, no, we have to be willing to open our eyes, open our mind to expand in what we're seeing to truly live an optimal life of wellness, not just, see, we're not talking about just healing or trying to fix stuff, but being proactive to learn to process your emotions, to process your spirituality, to process your energetics so that you don't get into this sickness world that we're in and always having to try to fix something or overcome something. The real beauty in this work is the preventative, that this we're just working toward balance every day and that we don't need to get into the fix it or heal it mentality. And if we do, if some of you listeners are already dealing with either an acute or chronic illness, then start where you're at and just start considering that it's more to it than that physical part. And that inquiry is just that first step. And reach out. We can help. We have ways to assist. Within the Just Philosophy, which is what we have been discussing on this podcast, there are many tools and techniques, which is something different from some of the other philosophies out there, which can be just uh, conceptual. We give you uh, very practical ways of practicing the things that you're, we're discussing here. And some of those being the three R's or the five pillars. Now, what role, when we bring in the five levels, what role do they play and how, did, how do they fit in within the philosophy? Well, I think, um, you know, there's kind of three separate units of the philosophy. One is self-development work. One is conscious communication and relationship work. And then the third one is uh, the, the wellness side or the overcoming illness or something like that or strengthening weak areas in your so-called health. And so the five levels play an important role in all three of those areas because if you take one of those levels for granted, that can be the one area or the two areas that is holding you back from progress in your relationships or progress in your career or progress in your self-development. And see, some people will overly emphasize one or two areas, and that's what our culture is very used to, overemphasizing the physical and the mental. And so they're either thinking or they're doing. And the other three, the energetic and the emotional and the spiritual or religious, don't get as much attention. And even people that practice going to church or they they do something so-called religious or spiritual um, weekly, I'm interested in getting this down to a daily practice to where you visit all five of these levels each and every day to, once again, focus on bringing balance and harmony back in, um, equilibrium, if you will. And we can focus on, uh, you know, maybe looking at creating a rotation to where you have, yes, two areas that you focus on for a day, but you rotate it uh, every few days or something like that. So this is some of the concepts that we're going to be introducing and then how to view one single experience um, on through those five levels, so we can uh, show through an example the why this would be so useful. 
Could you give us some examples of each of the five levels and just uh, some examples of how we would practice those on a daily basis? Okay, so let's just bring up a hypothetical experience and just kind of give some some of these examples that you just requested. Let's say that there is a, a knee injury and we will just choose the, the right knee at this point and say that uh, the person just injured it getting out of the car and twisted it a little bit. So it doesn't have to be an athlete or something like that. So right away, you know, the person starts telling people around that they hurt their knee well, what happened? Uh, then they get into the story. And this is where they perpetuate the energy normally is in the story. So they create a story and then they tell the story over and over. But normally it's limited to this physical act and then the mental frustration, anger, sadness, or whatever emotion like comes with it. And most time people are looking for sympathy in that way of delivering to where I want to take it to that next step to say, okay, yes, I was getting out of my car and I twisted my knee, but I happen to, you know, know that there's more to it than that. In this philosophy, the knee holds injuries earlier in life from somewhere around seven to nine to 10 years old or so. Each part of the body holds traumas at different ages. And so where on the body the discomfort or injury is, is important. So here in the knee, seven to nine, it's on the right side, right or left makes a difference. The right side is the masculine. We can say father energy or figure, but really it's more authoritative energy. So we're always talking about masculine and feminine energies here. And the masculine is more of the authoritarian. So sometimes the mother is the authoritarian. So that's how you have to be flexible in dissecting this. So seeing that if a person can think and go mentally back to that time to realize that, oh, I remember that, yes, I was playing Little League at that time and I did actually have a slight injury to my knee. So that can give a mental understanding of uh, something that happened in that age bracket that could possibly be connected to this. So then the while you're doing that mental search of the time frame that maybe another physical issue may have been created, uh, you may visit some emotional stuff. And the emotional side of the knees is support. And when we don't feel the proper support at any time of our life, that trauma can get stored here in the knees of the back of the knee. And so when we're doing something, say in adulthood, and you have the thought that your mother or father may not approve of it, and we will say here the authority figure since it's on the right side, see just that thought creates an emotional reaction. We'll call it fear or approval issues. And when that gets activated, that starts to weaken your energetic field. And when your energetic field gets weakened, that's when you can go and do an action that you've done thousands of times, like getting out of your car and not twist your knee. But because of that emotional, which created an energetic reaction, which began with doubt and fear, negative emotions, then once those thoughts 
have accumulated over enough time, it makes that area of the body vulnerable. And then a physical so-called accident happens, and the majority of the time the people just focus on the actual act. And so going back and remembering that authority figure, paying attention to what emotions that those thoughts elicit, and maybe doing some emotional healing, which will of maybe forgiveness, of kindness, of understanding to relieve that little girl, little boy at seven to nine years old to tell them, hey, you didn't understand everything that they were doing or saying. They maybe were really trying to support you. And we have to remember that emotions aren't intelligent. So they get stored the way we perceive them at that age. But as we grow, we can talk to these parts of our bodies or of our, of our beings, and we can change the story. So this is like getting into the five levels of healing. Because I'm going to break it down this way, that typically a physical or mental dis-ease begins at the spiritual level with doubt. And we just did an episode on spirituality where the three main components from the philosophy's standpoint of spirituality is trust, faith, and non-judgment. So normally when some kind of negativity starts to happen, it began in some kind of doubt, a lack of trust, or some kind of judgment that you have on yourself or someone else. Then that activates the way that you're going to think about it. That elicits the emotion that you choose from the mental state to select, to experience. And then that emotion depletes the energetic field or the aura and makes the physical body more vulnerable. This is how these five levels work together. So in optimal healing, if you do have an injury, whether it be chronic or acute, to be working on all five of these levels simultaneously just makes logical sense that it's going to expedite the healing. And see, say you heal and focus on the physical body, but you don't do anything in the energetic or the spiritual or the emotional. It can heal and seem like it's fine. But a high level of the time, that injury comes back. Or it will be a pain that comes back. And so especially discomforts and pains that come and go, pay everyone pay very close attention to your energetic patterns, which are directed by your emotions. Because normally the flare-up is directly connected to an emotional experience. So this is a lot of information to kind of take in at one time and to can be overwhelming to start to think of dissecting. But this is what we do in the Just Philosophy and here on the Wise Wise podcast is we help people to uh, dissect these intricacies uh, so that we can live a, a most optimal experience while we're here. So would you say that the five levels allows us to find awareness around an experience or go deeper where you're you're almost turning like a 1D experience into like a 5D experience? Almost like if you have a music clip and it's a, it's a like a flat MP3 that you would listen to versus like coming into the studio and seeing all of our levels of our podcast where there's a channel for you, there's a channel for me, there's a channel for our music. Right. So it's like expanding what we experience so we can see it on on a different level 
and then maybe even target different levels for different types of healing or just a, being aware or, or finding information from those? Connecting to one of the other five pillars, which is every experience and every person can be your teacher if you choose to be the investigator. So for me, it's what helps make life interesting is to realize that, A, there are no accidents. Everything has the opportunity to teach me something. And I actually enjoy being the investigator. So if I hit my knee and it's painful and I feel like I can get the lesson on all five levels, then to me that gives me an an optimum feeling of wellness, which is drastically going to affect my daily experience. Okay, so you just hit on something there that, that the five levels can be connected to the five pillars. And you did go into one, which was... Uh, you did bring up the pillar, which is everybody can be your teacher. And so I wanted you to get into connecting those. Uh, I don't know what order you want to take, whether you do want to go through the pillars the way we usually do and then connect them to which individual or the five levels that, that they are related to. And just for any new new people out there, the five pillars are that whenever you have an issue or a question, you can go back to these pillars and run through and check in with each one and find the perspective that you need and maybe the pillar that you're not adhering to. So for instance, if you're having some doubt about your path in life, you can go to pillar one, which is find the divine order and the chaos. And so that would reconnect you back and you could see where you weren't trusting the process. You weren't trusting that you are on the path uh, that you need to be within your life to learn what you need to do and then eventually uh, go through the experiences that, uh, that you have to. And that would be, I mean, you could stop there, but you can run through. And we, we do have a more in-depth episode for this and I would reference you back to episode 51 which is kind of our reboot of the pillars. We've actually discussed it a lot in the overview, which was one of the first things we ever recorded. So we did do a reboot because, you know, we did learn a lot and through the process over the past, uh, I think it was like two years in between those. So definitely go back to episode 51 if this is a new concept for you. But Alexander, come back in here and um, bring us into the five levels and how they connect to the five pillars. And I want to add to what you just said that, yes, one of the main intentions of the five pillars is to have something to bring you back to your still point, back to that present moment, no matter what it is that knocked you off. And I needed something to always bring me back to center. And that was when I was going through my healing crisis. And that was what really developed or assisted me to develop these five pillars And then they connected to the five levels of overall wellness. So connecting these is similar to that. The first one, the first pillar is find the divine order in the chaos. Or I also like to say it as everything's in divine order, whether I understand it or not. And so the level that that's connected to, of course, is the spiritual and religious level. When I find myself going through some kind of emotional situation, negative, I can realize that I'm having doubt about something, that I've gotten off course of trusting this divine order and how it feels 
for me in my own life, my own experience when I am in that flow rather than trying to will things to happen a certain way at a certain time with a certain person. And so that just reminder helps me to get out of that emotional reaction, come back to center, and maybe I go do some type of meditation or some type of prayer or some type of gratitude practice for being brought back to that center. You know, one of the uh, other pillars is polarity versus duality. And that everything that's created from my experience here has an opposite. Therefore, everything has to exist on both sides. And when we get into acceptance of that, that there has always been killing and raping and child abuse and animal abuse, and that accepting that that has been here and it is still here, and more than likely it will continue to be here, that acceptance does not condone that action. It just is part of your acceptance. Then we have the free will of what to focus on. So respect is part of accepting that that ugliness has to be there, but I'm going to focus on this so-called beauty over here. That's polarity. Duality is feeling that you are right and someone else is wrong and you want to uh, beat them or correct them or annihilate them. You know, some people say that love is here to conquer hate. And love doesn't look to conquer anything, in my opinion. It's accepting. It's not conquering. So the duality view where most people use the word polarity in their language, they're really meaning duality. And this is connected to the mental field about how we judge things. And the judgment happens in the mental field. The next one is emotional responsibility and accountability with the understanding that if I have an emotion of any type, it's my responsibility. No one can make me sad. No one can make me mad. That in the path of self-development or in healing or conscious communication, that is a necessity to be willing to accept responsibility and accountability for your emotional reactions and that builds toward a conscious relationship. And that is, of course, connected to the emotional field. Then we have everyone can be your teacher, and every situation can be your teacher. But you have to be willing to be the investigator. It doesn't mean that everything has to teach you a lesson, but this gets into how you just want to approach life as far as being a victim and things happen to you, or they are just opportunities for you to create a deeper understanding of whatever you just experienced. So this is connected to the physical realm because most of our encounters are external. And so whether it's an external situation or an external person, uh, this is uh, the connection that can be of the most assistance when you're willing to take emotional responsibility and accountability, it takes the victimhood away. And then on the, the fifth one being that everything is vibration, the pillar, everything is vibration, which helps me to remember that everything is adjustable, no matter what we're going through, you can either focus on the problem or you can focus on the solution. Those are two different ways to approach 
things, either solution-oriented thinking or problem-oriented thinking. And this is directly connected to the energetic level. So see, this whole just philosophy fits together kind of like a puzzle. And it can seem like a lot of different parts, but there's very similar connections that it's easy to put these things together. And that's what I look to develop because through the self-help books and teachers of the past that I encountered, I was having problems finding a complete system. And so this is what the Just Philosophy is, is the best attempt at creating a complete system uh, for wellness, for communication, and for expansion. And yeah, I would come in here as well and say that when I met you, I was looking for a new way of living life. And I, I'm all about freedom. But the way I was living where I had no rules or structure or bounds as far as how I wanted to live or, or nobody like telling me the best way to live, you know, as we, as we're brought up, we only have laws and a lot of those contradict and a lot of them don't make sense. And so that's how we're brought up and we, we don't really have a structure of how to live. I mean, maybe we're supposed to get some of that from our parents or anybody who brings us up. But when I met you, I was looking for a new way of life. And when I heard about the pillars and how it created this structure that if I wanted to work on wellness on all five of these levels, then this structure was put in place. So I know the boundaries of what to live in between. And if I go outside of those, then I'm going to experience uh, draining one of these fields. Mm-hmm. And, and it was cool to me that I didn't have to go to a guru, you know, to get my answers. I can derive them from my own thinking about it, using the structure here. And so I've resonated deeply, and this is why we started doing the podcast, because sure. uh, it just all clicked with me, and it made sense. And so I love the fact that if we are experiencing some sort of discomfort on any of these levels, then we have a way to go back and figure out through the uh, investigator, like you were talking about, be the investigator and go through all five of these levels or go through all five of the pillars. Where am I not accepting these pillars? Because obviously if I'm going to live through this philosophy, then I've gone through the pillars and I have accepted that I, I do I do subscribe to each one of those. And that's very important. Let me come in there because I'm not looking to create a belief system. The only belief that's outside of really how physics and mathematics and frequencies work, because this is a frequency-based philosophy, really the only belief part is that very first pillar, that the prerequisite is that you do have a sense that there's a higher power, whatever you want to call that power, whether it be God or Allah or divine energy or source, you know, whatever that is, we don't carry a preference, but outside of that... Just about every other concept, most of them can be broken down from, like I said, a frequency-based or physics understanding. And even the tools that we bring in, that is the human design and the destiny card system, that are planetarily based. And see, all the planets give off a frequency and it affects us differently. So all that made logical sense because I come from the background of being a 
a doubter. So I've spent 25 years, you know, trying to find holes in this and invited many people, Aaron, for example, to get assistance, but not only get assistance from this, but to find an area to where something doesn't match up or something doesn't correlate or bring across positive results. That's what I wanted this whole philosophy to be was a result-oriented practice. The thing is this time is one of the most important parts of that, timing, not time as it doesn't really exist, but timing is very, very important. When we are presenting something is extremely important, how we're presenting it, to whom, and how long we have been talking about it. And this is another part of the philosophy, is to ask these questions when working with communication. So bringing just more clarity to whatever you're experiencing in your life will help the results to be different and more profitable in many different ways. And that's all we're trying to do here is expand people's profit of their experience of life and lessen the cost while accepting that there's a cost. And if we're aware of the cost, the cost can have much less of an effect on us. So I hope everyone so far is enjoying connecting all of this and we're just going to continue to go deeper and deeper into all these subjects. Yeah, I wanted to finish off by saying that this philosophy has gave me the freedom to live and because it has revealed to me who I was made to be and allowed me to step into uh, that sort of freedom with, with uh, you know, certain structures and boundaries, but it gives me like a blueprint on how to live. It's kind of like when you're making uh, something to eat and you get a recipe, before you get the recipe, you have all this freedom. So you could just throw a bunch of stuff in and who knows if it would taste good or not. But you have the freedom to do whatever you want. But if you want to make a specific thing, you have to follow a recipe and stay within that structure. So structure doesn't have to be you know, looked at as something negative or something right. uh, authoritative or overbearing. It gives us, um, I, to me, it takes away the unknowing and builds the knowing and then allows you to thrive within that, that circle that you maybe draw within that, you know, just as a visual. So within that recipe, maybe you could add a little bit of your own little flair to it, a little extra to make it yours, but you still need to follow the recipe if you want the outcome to be wellness. Yes. And I want, uh, you know, to add on to what you just said, there's a lot of stigma behind words, and pay attention to this, people. Anything that any word that you have a major resistance to, change your perception of that word rather than just always using different words. And and words like structure and discipline and perseverance can have a very masculine feel to it. And some people, especially in the spiritual communities, can resist that. But that's because really they only have a very limited understanding or definition or example of those words because, yes, structure doesn't have to be limiting. It is just a starting point, and you can expand on the structure. You can change the structure. Discipline is the same way. But sometimes in discipline we need others to hold us accountable because we can't always hold ourselves accountable. And this is the beauty of a tribe mentality and working within our community, joining our Facebook podcast community and discussing these things to where you can get, 
you know, different stories, different uh, ways to look at it, and all based basically under the view of the just philosophy. So I've enjoyed uh, having this discussion with you, Alexander, and sharing it with everybody. And I appreciate everybody who's supporting us to hear these continued conversations. And uh, I guess stay tuned for our three minutes of stillness now. Thank you, everyone.
We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y dot com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment. It's sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.